Welcome to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively captures insightful conversations with people contributing to advancement of space activities in India. The New Space India podcast is pleased to announce our association with Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing business and people with collaborative virtual environments to imagine sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups small and medium sized enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellite propulsion recently a supply chain digitization study with dassault systems was conducted to provide a foundational understanding of the supplier landscape in the indian space ecosystem please use the link in the description to download the public white paper of the results of this study which will also give you a perspective on how ready indian suppliers are to enter the global space market this is a new space india podcast and uh, today we have a kareep scientist uh, from here on in we will address it as gs for convenience sake and uh, he is of course uh, one of the most uh, prominent uh, science communicators in india with his uh, youtube subscription base of uh, potentially 250,000 people uh, you know having uh, subscribed to his channel with uh, videos prominently on the indian space program and others as well so welcome gs to the show thank you thank you naren it's an honor of course you know you will not get as many downloads for this episode as you would get for your videos uh, i would suppose uh, i have a very small uh, listener base uh, but uh, you know hopefully this is uh, something that uh, people will enjoy listening to as well uh, so let's get started with uh, knowing what got you into addressing science communication and especially space yeah so it's this started in 2014 october 2014 2016 sorry and before that in 2014 i was having different websites and different youtube channel regarding tech mostly tech and some science but i used to watch lot of uh, kurs kasart and all of those channels those used to be like even still like i think it's one of the best and loved those animations and all i always wanted some channel representing like that in india but there was none when i went to search like most of them were defense channel covering little year and their science it's still like that that's when i decided let's let's do this because i was already started with a science article website kind of like here and there in 2015 14 so then i started let's make kareep scientist so that was the aim like i could not find the content i was looking for basically so what was the content you were looking for anything related to indian scientists and indian work in science basically high tech work and science related work so i'm i'm one of those people like if yeah great if somebody does science stuff outside it's great but what is india doing in that field that is what interests me more like yeah when i learned about quantum computers i was happy it's great it's interesting but what is india doing in quantum computers that is what is more interesting to me that is what drives me right i am looking at your uh, you know youtube history in as such and initially i think uh, you had a lot of videos on uh, uh mostly a lot of the science broad science things i see that your early videos are on you know why satellites do, don't fall or uh vitamin d from sun and you know dropping nuclear bomb on a nuclear plant and so 
I guess, you know, you were quite broad at the beginning and then you are now narrowed down to ISRO. How come? So this is what the algorithm does to you. You know, it won't push you. It won't push you to one side. It will slowly nudge you. Slow, slow nudges and you'll find yourself in a pit where you can't come out of suddenly. So I think the algorithm has kept pushing me. Now I have to go back to it. I've slowly started going back to mainstream science, Indian science. But this is what... Uh, the algorithm does to you. Once you see in a certain section or a certain category, your video is performing really good. You are mentally intense. What is that? Incentivized to make another video on it. You know, if a video on PSLV does good, you want to make the next video on something related to PSLV, something related to ISRO. It just, it's a weird effect when you experience it. You don't even like know that you have been stuck in this algorithmic magic. You just it's weird so when you started doing a lot of the research around uh, not having you know enough science communication or enough things that you wanted to read or even watch um, what was it like as in where did you try to find articles that you would want to read or what was the kind of content or you know stuff that you wanted to watch by yourself yeah so usually uh, even how i make videos on youtube is it's what I learn in a week. That is what I then make a video on. And I always like 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 reading about new stuff. And also even if you see there's a video on my channel which uh, uh, shows why the Bluetooth Corporation did not uh, file a copyright claim against Bajaj. If you see the Bajaj logo. And those were things I was curious of. I learn. And many times a point came when I started reading about uh, Indian stuff and Indian science. But basically, I found channels on YouTube which was covering their country's progress, but there was nobody covering our country's progress. And it was not like our country was not doing anything. They were doing just... Nobody knew. Every All of these Indian institutes live in their own bubble of sorts. You know, they think if people among the institutes know, the entire country knows. Like, take example for CSIR. It's such a well-known institute among science people, but does the general public know about CSIR? They are doing so much stuff, but whereas the general public heard about CSIR. So this is what, I mean, I was irritated by that fact. Like there are so many, so such good things in this country yet they don't come out. Right. right. And is there a reason why uh, you chose, uh, you know, specifically Hindi to do your channel in because uh, it's easier for people to understand or is it easier for you to communicate or is it because... Uh, if you want to popularize science in uh, Indian languages or what is it? Yeah, I don't really remember the exact reasoning why I started that. But I feel I was watching a lot of uh, technical Guruji and all of those Hindi channels which are really big today. And I sense that, you know, that this local channels will be the next big growth factor in India, not English channels. And that happened. If you see today, all the big channels are Hindi. Yeah, and it's an interesting trend as well. But now I think uh, even, you know, I'm from Bangalore, for example, I see now also this trend of uh, further localization happening, where I see, you know, tremendous amount of YouTubers that are coming out uh, in local regional languages. It could be Marathi, it could be Kannada, it could be Telugu, it could be Tamil, whatever, Punjabi or Bengali or whatever. I think that is also taking off in a quite a nice way. But of course, you know, the Hindi audience will be much, much bigger uh, because of the pure population and the, the size of the community as such. Right. And it's not. And now 
at least for the past few months i have started adding english subtitles since i am getting a lot of audience which are asking for it so now almost 33% of the audience watches on subtitles just subtitles so it's like 66% people understand completely and now 33% people they rely on subtitles which is weird yeah i mean uh, uh, i mean for me i think i do understand hindi to a certain extent but i will not understand 100% what somebody will say to me because i'm just not uh, used to it so much but i think uh, more or less uh, your videos uh, do definitely strike a chord with me and i love watching science stuff regardless of uh, what language it is so long as the content is good uh, and i think um, most people maybe of uh, like you know my kind of thinking as well in that sense yeah uh, that is true even my hindi is not one of those pure hindi channels which which even i don't understand like they use words which are so complicated like i can't just make out what they exactly want to say so my is mostly like english so it's like lot of english words and lot of hindi words so this is how people it's more like how people usually communicate locally so that is what my aim is to not be perfect So there are of course you know a lot of things that you need to do to I guess run a YouTube channel starting from knowing uh, you know how to do animations or knowing how to do uh, recording of high quality of audio you know knowing how to remove noise and you know timing the videos to a certain extent so that people don't drop off there's a tremendous amount of all these mechanics uh, going behind it were you prepared for a lot of this and uh, you know did you do also a lot of research on it how did you you know mature in th- terms of being a content uh, creator yeah I, i really did not never care about growth uh, i i just wanted to share what i learned always and I kept doing that so uh, initially when i started i used to do stop motion videos so i was first video i drew most of the stuff with my hand and did stop motion and second video i started printing the pslv and all and then doing stop motion videos those were the days i used to record using my phone uh then i bought then i upgraded to a decentish mic then now it's like a little relatively more decentish mic so now it is settled the audio part the audio part is really important that is something i guess people ignore it is easy to ignore but it could really spoil the experience of the entire video if you don't get it right there used to be lot of complaints of people like uh audio is not clear there is lot of noise in the audio i never really understood it and i did not care honestly because i did not did not really care you know people there were very uh, like few comments used to come so it was not like it's affecting you or something but as your audience grows and many people start like flooding you with messages that audio is not clear this is not clear then it then you start taking those things seriously those those were the time when i started looking into the removing the noise this compression normalization and everything and i think now the audio is decent and animation i switched to when stop motion really became a difficult thing to do stop motion like takes too much time like i know i used to uh, empty my computer table put a white cloth on it and or do all of that then that is the first time i started looking after adobe after effects where you can do animation and i think my first proper animation video was science achievements of india in 2016 So I do this yearly series where I show what India did in science at the end of the year. So I guess that was the first time and it really hit me like the easiness of what you could convey with animation. Although it takes time, but I was really enjoying enjoying that process. 
so that is when i switched to animation and i think now upgraded to 3d animations from that from that time so improving as much as we can yeah i don't understand i think uh, in that sense you need to tell me what is stop motion <laughs> i have no clue what that means yeah so stop motion is uh, if you have seen those movies where uh, the frame rate is lower than usual where things or puppets are moving uh seemingly so what they do is they take a photo they move the thing they take a photo they move the thing they take a photo they move the thing and they stitch all those into a, like a 12 fps video or 16 fps video so that it does not look smooth but it's smooth enough to understand that there is something happening so i should take the pslv uh, launch animation say i should place the pslv move it up put little cotton down move it up put little more cotton down move it up put more more so to make make it look like the smoke is so you have to calculate and all how many frames per second you will do and take that many photos for one second so i used to do it at 12 frames per second so 12 photos for one second of video yeah interesting in that sense i think um, you know even i get a lot of uh, slack for saying you should do video in the podcast you'll get more audience or it will be more engaging and so on but i'm just too lazy to do video it depends it depends a lot actually i've seen uh, many people who come to youtube make redundant content they don't get views but if you if you really have something unique it will do good no no matter what i think that is true for everything right if you stand out you will do good if you keep rubbing that same old oil again and again what's the point and what got you into isro because um, you know science is a very very broad stream and if you are shooting for science you can do biology you can do chemistry you can do physics you can do nuclear or whatever xyz aviation you can do drones you can do many many other things Uh, so what is the nudge to do a lot of stuff with space yeah to be honest i really did not know isro until at least 11th standard uh blame isro for that did like like sadly when a child grows up in india he learns about nasa first and isro later you know isro spr strategy i don't want to get started i learned about isro very late because those were the days when internet was not prominent way of learning was encyclopedias those people used to come to our doorstep they used to sell encyclopedias 3 in 1 2 in 1 whatever parents used to buy those were the major way of learning national geography and all of those channels were there but again i i don't remember seeing isro content on national geography during those days so 11th standard there was a physics book at the end and there is a para in uh, the in a, that those days physics book where it explains why a satellite does not fall back to earth once you deploy it so i i always used to think a rocket goes straight a straight up just releases a satellite and it's done that para taught me that it is not so simple and that was my first video when i i started in engineering so that one para got me into engineering and in 2014 when mangalyaan uh, launched that was like the extreme stimulus so that those two combined uh, did it for me but again there is a lot to learn about isro i think through this un unofficial sources and the traces that they live there is there is there is a lot i have, i i have not experienced chandrayaan one like i really don't know i like i know but i have not experienced it like like how i experienced chandrayaan 2 right when you feel that you you are through the entire journey with the spacecraft i think that is a whole different feeling compared to just reading about it 
by going back in history or something so that is what those two things were the major thing that got me into space or triggered my so what are your sources when you began uh, the research because uh, i see that the biggest video that took off on your channel is this uh, comparison between uh, india's uh, navic and uh, gps uh, which has gained a lot of attention uh, previously your videos had some few hundred views or so on but then this video really blew up and i see that you are almost nearing a million views on that particular video so what is uh, the sources that you gathered given that you know it's not very easy to find evidence and uh, to put together a lot of the information that you have to do technically uh, to to get all of that facts together and explain it in a way that common people can understand yeah so when it comes to space that was my first uh, like major blow up generally my major blow up was uh, shakti processor shakti processor video i think many people got to know about it i think that is like 2 or 3 million 2 million i guess so navic i learned about navic again i did not know i was mind blown when i learned that india is developing navic it's like when you learn something you did not know that is the best best feeling ever so i learned about navic now now generally like naturally i was triggered how is it better than uh, foreign counterparts i started like what is it 2017 video i guess it is 2017 yeah 2017 those were the days i googled and generally i started looking at how uh, how it could be different and how what are the concepts and all like what are the what is the orbit of those satellites then i started uh, simulating those orbits in kerbal space program so so that is how i understood what is happening and again uh, i think some google articles and all related that way only i had got to know i don't really remember it's too long back and uh, yeah i think even i had shared it with uh, rachana and she had also given some good feedback on it again back on this days it is of course uh, for anybody who is new entering the field if you just visit the isro website there's hardly any information that you will get beyond a few lines unlike the others it's uh, it's there's no point in visiting the uh, i only visit the isro uh, website for images <laughs> images and videos that's it and even those are difficult to search and the web team has a very bad habit of removing videos out of nowhere like after some time randomly videos will disappear randomly links wind won't be working like the rlvtd videos are missing from the site now i don't know if they have some limited server space or something and they like they are doing some jugad and like let's remove this and have get get space for this video what i don't know what is happening there but it's very irresponsible behavior from the web team like even even generally where are the videos of isro like this us people and all they have a entire apollo generation what generation do we have i mean it could have been chandrayaan one chandrayaan two mangalyaan one but those were not i mean the history of it was not recorded properly for us to experience it in the future now i have not experienced chandrayaan one properly same with mangalyaan and man i don't know this the video team the server team they need to get things right i think that's why this uh, isro reddit people and all they always archive this stuff that is correct and uh, you know it goes back to the fact that uh, there's no budget allocated to this and there's no focus on uh, public outreach as such unfortunately i remember uh guy i don't want to take his name of course uh, but 
uh, one of the engineers uh, in VSSC was picked up by former chairman uh, Radha Krishnan to head the social media team and you are picking a you know a guy who is an engineer uh, who is uh, you know working on rocket stuff and telling him now you stop all of that come to isro headquarters and now you will become the social media lead for isro where you will on a daily basis go to some uh, uh, you know outside digital uh, design uh, shop and uh, you will take all the designs and you will get a nice nice fancy design done by them and you will come back and you will upload it on uh, facebook twitter uh, youtube or not even not youtube at that time but uh, facebook twitter and uh, linkedin maybe uh, of uh, in all these social media sites and you have an engineer deputed to do this from uh, vssc uh, and you know one you have of course ruined his career by uh, you know bringing him and putting him in social media unless he wants to continue as a social media lead um and second is you know he is not specialized for the job uh he may be very good at you know depicting the images technically but the messaging around the video how the consistency of it how do you like you know make sure that people engage on it uh and just putting up something is not the best you know you have to keep the conversation going around it answer questions around it many of those things have to be addressed and it all points to one thing which is the lack of uh, focus in funding public outreach itself but uh, yeah that is i mean that is sad what happened with him but i think we have seen one of the best outreach efforts during mangalyan i think the kind of graphics uh, my my friend then was saying those people used to respond on facebook and all like that was the peak of uh, isro's outreach strategies i think under radha sir that was the best even even i sometimes stalk isro account by filtering 2015 to 2014 the kind of images and the kind of updates they posted just the best in class of for isro they ever had those were the golden days of isro outreach and from then it has only created it's like uh, all time low i mean that's the problem when uh, you make driving of the vision and the outreach effort as a part of um, individual strategy of the chairman of isro rather than institutional strategy right 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 you know currently it's like uh, right before a major mission the team will wake up like undertaker will come come out of the dead like post on post many graphics and everything go back right after the mission is over I think even during Mangalyaan they had made a Twitter account and all which is now dead unfortunately. So they I think that was I think even if they replicate that today but again I don't know if you don't want scientist in the PR department then whom do you hire really? You can't I I don't think uh, hiring like a normal marketing agency will cut it because those people won't understand the technicalities of it. Even if you take the chandrayaan 2 animation which the official animation it is full of errors like the second stage does not have a engine it only has the nozzle and then it has this weird physics when the stages are separating and then chandrayaan 2 orbiter does a prograde burn at uh, perilune instead of retrograde its basic mistakes all are which is sad so it it will only get worse if you don't have scientists involving it like what do you do in this such cases how does nasa do this 
can't we replicate their model yeah i mean the best is you know there are people who are work in teams because if you are a technical expert it's very rare that you are also a very creative person who will create graphics and you know all the necessary assets that somebody puts out in the digital space and often science communication teams work with uh, artists and scientists together where the scientists you know they are the fact checkers they are the people who want to know communicate what they want to communicate and they basically provide the fundamentals and the foundation for the conversation and the the theme of the whole thing and then you know you have people who are specialists in art, in art in in digital you know media in in marketing and everything else who then step in and say okay i am going to create all of this graphic or video or whatever it is and you'll have a professional team that will communicate it because not every scientist is good at talking you know good at communicating on what they do they may be fantastic people in uh, terms of technical abilities they may be really good at executing the creation of the technology but it doesn't mean that they are as good in communicating to for a common man or you know the lay person to understand all of this right so those are i think uh, things that we haven't understood even in 2020 even after for uh, you know 60 years of doing space i think the pr teams idea of pr is that same old one you know where if you make it to the media you make it to the newspaper you are done for the day which they are doing well today also but they just fail to understand that there is a whole new dimension today that is a social media dimension and you have many channels in that which you need to reach out to so that is where i feel they are failing and somebody needs to tell them i think they i'm hopefully they won't be doing this purposely they just don't understand it i feel i hope now it's also the incentives right because again as i said if you make an organization purely only like technical uh the incentives that you create for people to rise also will be just that and unfortunately like most people i know in isro will tell that unless and until you have worked on something technical you are completely useless uh you know there's also a mindset where if there's actually uh, people who think that if you work at uh, for example antrix for example right they'll say oh you know these people are just uh, paper pushers or marketing people they don't do anything technical they they are just useless completely it's almost like that you know you treat like people who are uh, doing like other stuff other than like doing technical advancement as uh, you know somebody who is not fit enough to to scale up the technical ladder and the whole idea becomes that you have to like make something uh, great in some technical advancement and only then that will be incentivized so i'll tell you one conversation that i had maybe 5 7 8 years ago i was talking to a person who was uh, basically in charge of uh, student satellite missions in isro isro created this whole uh, student satellite support program uh, maybe like 12 13 years ago uh, and you know they nominated a special uh, person from isro who has to coordinate with all the universities to do student satellite missions his job is to help the student satellite teams get all the technical inputs maybe conduct tests in isro arrange for the launch 
have the mou going between the university and everything and see that the student satellite get realized right and the first student satellite director i think was uh, maybe uh, anadura itself uh, who was the, the chandrayaan you know uh, person and then also yeah they think director he became director uh, ursc uh, before he retired so he was then you know the the pro- project director for student satellite uh, mission and everything i interacted with him quite a lot on those days um and you know after that many people have come to taken up the same position and after some two three generation of that uh, you know different people taking up i got close to one person who was then you know uh, the head of that and i told him sir how many proposals do you get you know every year and he said i get like 50 100 university proposals uh, for student satellite missions but uh, he was very honest with me and he said look um, i can only do so much for all of these people uh, because uh, when i go to my you know appraisal my own promotion after 3 years they will ask me what technical developments you have done for isro which technology you worked on and what is the contribution you made to isro and if i tell them i help these uh, 50 universities uh, do cubesat or uh, small satellite or some other thing they'll tell me very good you have done very good public service but this is not worthy of promotion so and then you know so that essentially you know you are disenfranchising somebody to work uh, to help others right because you are making it making the idea of merit only to be like technical in an organization of 15 or 20000 people right and you may be still a scientist but you know the idea is that scientists some scientists work on core technology but some scientists work on helping other institutions in the country helping other people in the country some scientists have to go uh, help other institutions adopt space technology some other scientists will have to go do communication you know science communication so that other people in the country will benefit but if you make the incentive structure completely only within the organization and you know within uh, what you can achieve technically then you know it become it becomes very very bad precedent and you know you will create the wrong kinds of incentives and you will only people may you know progress internally and their uh, kind of their own uh, incentives within the organization will be very skewed to only look at what i can do to scale up the ladder right and the path you have made it very constrained in that sense and it's not very broad today right i don't know if the system has changed uh, in the last 5 or 6 years because i have not really kept track but i don't think it has one thing many isro scientists tell me is there's no clarity on what they can speak in public and you like national security is one thing that isro should just record on a speak uh, on their phone and just play it whenever they want whether it's rti or whatever they are like national security section 18 rti can't be revealed whatever like i mean this needs a big change i don't think this will be a simple change uh, as you said incentive is only not there for the person to do this what is deco doing really i mean the problem is deco's videos were good for those days a decade or two decades earlier maybe but problem is they have stayed to that quality only even today like the consistency in this case is not good there is no improvement in deco's animations there is some i've seen some really 
but then again it's that same 360p footage from i don't know 1980s or 1990s same with the cameras they stick to this 4 is to 3 ratio which again is a 1990s thing and then doordarshan takes that 4 is to 3 feed stretches it to 16 by 9 now suddenly all your scientists in the footage are fat the rocket is more fatter <laughs> and i feel this is the reason why gsl makri has got that nickname fat boy i mean it's relatively lean <laughs> doordarshan does this stretching thing notorious for this uh, 4 by 3 to 16 by 9 conversion that it does or is it isro i don't know who is really doing it when when does this change we are still stuck in the 90s for this uh, pr and outreach both ideologically and what work they are doing you know if the chairman will come uh, speak to his favorite journalist once a quarter drop some big uh, news and that's it like we had a entire hsf conference where they showed off vyom mitra where they showed off the space station model and all none of that is on the official website no tweet from isro no social media uh, post from isro how is a common man or even other people who are trying to make others understand uh, how will they educate i had to take permission from certain media people to allow me to use that vyom mitra image because isro did not post the image when like these are basic right this don't even require much effort to do posting a page a new page web page how much time does it take this is voluntary service i think anybody can do it i don't know <laughs> when when will we see this improve if those if from those cameras you can't even read the isro text properly on the launch pad what will they do during gaganyaan you forget the faces we won't even be able to see that india flag on their suits again it's an incentive uh, incentive thing and it's all about uh, and isro in that sense you know has been very lucky that uh, you go and uh, bash somebody in uh, in in isro saying you know why do guys are spending so much money on something where you can build some toilets or you know this is like the usual camp of people who think you have to do like you should not do like all the space stuff and uh, spend on toilets and others and you will see people even with that bad pr strategy will vehemently like you know defend isro and they will say we need all of this it's a great institution and everything else and imagine like them having to like do the if they did the actual like state of the art stuff in communication and pr like it will that will be at the next level and i think this is also a reason why you will see the case for expansion in scientific r&d in india in terms of uh, gdp contribution to tech you know the money that they will allocate to science and technology right having done all of this not done anything in much in like communication in pr for science communication they are not able to expand but if they really want to expand science and get more money into science uh, through you know the gdp percentage increase in the gdp percentage all of this matters in the long run because that's when you know people will ask why are we not funding enough all of this why are we like doing very little or so little increase over time for all of this and then you know i see that all of this connects systematically to to the whole conversation and the way you can increase 
and unfortunately that's been the case you know in the last uh, 10 years or so you've had the increase in budget is there for isro but systematically the manpower has not increased the number of scientists getting into isro has not increased they don't have any track for people who are studying abroad i have maybe 500 friends who are in europe us japan singapore australia many other places who have done phd's you know uh, masters from premier universities in space related fields and like for them to like have a clear path towards technology leadership roles in isro is not there like you know they it's very difficult for them to like go back integrate to become leaders in technology so i have a friend who has done a phd in sar antenna technology for uh, you know small satellites and his designs are flying on high end japanese satellites and now he is in nasa aims and everywhere and you have many many indians hundreds of indians in those positions who can contribute back but there's no incentive structure to come back for them to come back and you look at what china is doing is doing exactly the opposite they are creating the incentives for them to come back with all their knowledge back to china and that is how they are progressing they are making other countries taxpayer pay for these people's knowledge development their own chinese nationals knowledge development and then once these people have gone on to a certain level in technology maturity and you know their scientific background is so good then the chinese government is creating the incentives for them to come back to china and basically ride on 10 years of investment that some american university has done in them or european or japanese university has done in them and you know the benefit goes to china in india's case it almost the opposite i get almost weekly resumes from isro people saying i have had a stagnation here i want to go look for a job in europe or us oh see them them doing good pr is finally good for them in the long run isro can single handedly produce more scientists in this country like exponentially just by doing good pr i even rakesh sharma had once said right he his dream for becoming a pilot started when he watched some video related to this that's how you get inspired you don't like reading is a great form of learning but it's not very inspirational per se relatively for me there are many people who just by the visual of something will get triggered to do that in the future or to aspire to become someone in the future and i think today's kids if you see 11 year 12 year they know about space because i think this uh, internet has really made it accessible to learn about something with, without uh, like uh, really being an expert in in that per se so i think if isro does it it's beneficial for the entire country because it is the most popular science organization there are many others but people general public does not know that like for chandrayaan 2's uh, landing my parents were awake at night that 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 was the biggest surprise ever they did i can't expect them to be do that that is not just expected but the fact that they knew that something like this is happening there is a organization that is doing it that was just too good i think it's lot of huge potential which is getting wasted from the end and of course they are putting roadblocks for people who are trying to do it on their own that is a whole different <laughs> whole different topic see if you can't do pr it is understood you have budget constraints but at least make it easy for those people who are trying to do it on their own at least remove the roadblocks for them at least that that can be done right without much effort or budgets
yeah even having an open day you know in different uh, isro centers is a very good idea you know you can have an open day where people can register for the open day it can be a limited group i understand that you cannot allow 1 lakh people in every isro center walking around a single day but it can be like a limited uh, day you can even have one open day on a sunday or something or a saturday every month where people can register and walk around and there will be a guided tour for a lot of them there's a lot because ultimately you know isro centers are in so many cities they are in so many different areas that people you know who are uh, keen on all of this uh, if there is an open day even uh, kids who learn about this they will push their parents saying please register i want to go visit yeah if you see the iisc bangalore open day just beautiful like all of their departments will have their own displays and you will have herds of crowds everywhere trying to learn kids getting curious i think that site at iisc bangalore open day is just beautiful and if isro does something like that that will be even much more powerful so they can do so much things voluntarily just through organization level they don't even need a budget for that but again if you see even their copyright policy on the website it is so vague it's like a cat run over the keyboard or something like it it is it is just bs like at one point you are like take permission and make the videos you can't keep taking permission for everything and anything it's public this should be in public domain like if you see nasa's footage everything is in public domain and i think esa as well i'm not sure about uh, esa so this all things should be in public domain and they should in deku can make videos that are educational which can be used by teachers in schools and all to teach concepts regarding this but i don't know what's up with deku right now deku i don't know what is going on there i've heard many things but i don't know i think you may you might have something no i mean the thing is uh, again it all boils down to whatever we discuss it boils down to one thing the incentives that you set to people uh, people work for incentives and you know their incentives if they, it is broad enough they will you are making youtube videos on isro because you know there's an incentive on youtube that people are watching you and they are learning from you and the algorithm is now promoting you and that is the incentive that is making you do more better videos better content better knowledge spreading a lot of that is incentive based right so it's all incentives uh, as to what you set that uh, drive people and if you set the right of wrong incentives in institutional sector structures of course you know the outcomes will also be uh, the similar way like the reason why isro is so successful in its mission is because the incentives are for those to be <laughs> successful no matter what right and these are just things that you have to do uh, as an institution at the country level uh, and you know just broaden the horizon a little bit more and uh, and you know then you guess uh, you have to do a kind of a review and and i guess that's the problem here as well because the if there is a national policy on science communication and every science institution funded federally or you know locally has to follow certain norms in science communication has to create certain roles has to create certain posts for example for people to have certain background like for example some person should have a phd with 20 years of experience to head that unit and you know so and also there should be certain people involved in terms of their background in in art or whatever digital marketing or whatever xyz 
you create such a national policy uh, then it will reflect in automatically not just in isro it will reflect in any other science institutions in india as well and that goes back to you know not just that isro level policy but it goes back to the entire nation science policy yeah i think uh, we are seeing that happening soon i, I think we are i think we might uh, i think we recently they recently had the, the principal scientific advisor i think recently had something regarding i don't know let's hope let's hope hoping since four years yeah i think uh, the current uh, psa has done quite a lot of interesting work in terms of creating a lot of these kinds of initiatives at different institution level i hope you know his office takes up this at the federal and the state levels and you know creates a, a concrete mechanism that will go beyond whichever party or leadership or whatever will get elected even in the coming years you set that as a standard that people will have to follow no matter what happens in uh, politics and uh, political leadership i think that is very very important let's see how it goes i think we should see it soon i hope so soon trademark <laughs> yeah so you you had to say something about uh, the whole youtube thing because i was following the conversation on your uh, discord server of uh, people you know uh, even i think people like um, this uh, scottish guy uh, scott manley i think uh, he also doesn't use much of isro videos because there is uh, some issue with the videos and everything so what is uh, what is it that uh, people can't use isro videos what what is the issue around it yeah so doordarshan thinks every and any pr- video produced by isro is owned by them uh, produced by them whatever it is they own the copyright to it and youtube has this copyright system where you can either claim or either strike two things copyright strike is a bad thing because it like uh, you have limited you can take limited number of copyright strikes then your channel gets terminated copyright claim is when your video does not get removed but all the revenue you have earned through the video will go to the one who has claimed so what doordarshan is doing lately is any channel that uses uh, iso launch even iso the launches and all whatever c30 whatever launches happen or even animations they go and copyright claim that videos and they are doing it manually so there is some guy at doordarshan who is sitting there sorting by time looking who is uploading iso and copyright claiming them so all the revenue goes to them now this doordarshan has done to me in the past as well now i ignore because it's okay now what can i do i don't want to make it a issue forget it ignore it but lately it become a international issue now so started with matt lawn the doordarshan claimed his video and uh, all his money went to them then then scott manley also replied saying that this is the reason he does not cover isro much because doordarshan keeps claiming the videos as their own so what you are seeing is this is like the final nail in the coffin when it comes to international coverage for isro and people many people follow scott manley and like people get inspired from him other channels as well so what you will see, what you will be seeing is a drastic reduction in coverage for isro because doordarshan keeps claiming their revenue so everything and anything earned by this people is basically stolen by doordarshan same thing happened with my stream so i was streaming uh, isro c49 launch with better graphics and all of the animation and all because isro does not do that so that got claimed a day after the launch or day after the video 
so this i don't know whom to go as well i'm trying trying to contact the people and trying to solve it through the people instead of making it a public issue but i don't know till when i can do this yeah i mean this is again uh, something that i definitely like don't understand i don't know why like in 2020 these are the problems that we have uh, it's not even produced by doordarshan okay it will be fair if some their production is stolen and then you do whatever that is okay this is not even your footage and the ceo uh, shashi he himself like admitted to me on chat on twitter uh, dms that they don't do anything they only broadcast what isro gives them so how 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 do they how do they claim the money for something they don't even own i don't know how does this work youtube's copyright system is broken that's how it works yeah maybe you know it's easier to reach out to uh, youtube and google and tell them uh, isro related stuff don't allow the claims for it rather than doing the other way around <laughs> difficult that is even more difficult this system is only broken what can we do this this needs some change from the higher leadership at isro no i don't know if durdarshan i don't know man we need to first see what their relationship is between them and if that relationship needs to be changed i don't think this will be a small change god knows man this is really terrible because this is really discouraging in all of its ways especially for people look i am for me garib scientist is like a hobby it's a side gig so losing revenue for me it's okay i can understand but for people who are doing it as their livelihoods there it's a very big issue you know especially this foreign youtubers and all it's it's their bread and butter and suddenly some random public broadcaster comes and steals all your revenue and goes and you can't even do anything that must be haunting for those people surely yeah Yeah, yeah yeah that is uh, pretty unfortunate in uh, in that sense so have you been doing stuff alone all the time do you think you will have a team of people working with you at some point of time or you know how do you think you will be able to scale or do you plan to scale at all no no nothing like that i there was a time where i was really tempted to turn this into a proper startup and business and make national geography level videos and what not but then the core mission of garib scientist is for me to teach what i learn in that week and that that won't like work so for me it's all about what i learn i that may take one week that may take two weeks i make that into a video and i put it on garib scientist the video as the is the end product i don't care about the video the learning the journey of learning this process is what i really enjoy i remember my dean saying you know he pointed a church across the hill and he said if i tell you how to go there you will go but if if you go on your own you will learn and go you know that that learning is what i'm interested in you get to learn so many things we are searching for one topic and this intricate completely unrelated things come in the way and just i think that is really addictive that is what i'm into it's no scaling i like growth and all i i don't care really because like i told you before the podcast i guess first year i had 251 subscribers second year i had 1000 i didn't really care i just kept doing what i do it's it blew up it happened okay fine right and how much time do you spend on a weekly basis on uh, i know that you have a full time job and you know you need to do your work as such and you know you're fairly young so you still don't have a family or you know much of the other things to take care of as such so 
uh, how much time do you spend on this on a weekly basis starting from research production to then uh, you know going ahead and uploading and then you also engage very actively on social media answering a lot of questions twitter and other places uh, so what is the kind of effort uh it depends if it's a like a, i have basically in my mind uh if you take a computer analogy i have multiple threads running in the thread pool suddenly some thread will become the dominant thread that will take up more mental space and i'll think more on of more about it and that is what eventually becomes a video so many ideas are going on always in the mind one becomes the dominant one how much time it takes depends i mentally classify videos into two types major and minor major is the one where there's lot of animations to be done lot of research to be done minor is the one which i can wrap up in a week or something if i know about it and all i can do it quickly quickly major videos sometimes take months i remember that spacex of india video took i started in february and i rolled it out in april or something many months it took some videos can be done in a day as well but major videos they they are a mental long mental process they start start for months animation i usually mentally i give it two weeks two weeks when i say including the job so i do it at night and everything like that saturday sundays so adjusting for that it's mentally it is two weeks of around two weeks yeah mm yeah i mean again in terms of uh, you know your own uh, scaling up of activities or so on so do you see yourself maybe someday even covering uh, launch live uh you know at shriari kota you know let's say you know suddenly the policy today opens up let's dream about it <laughs> and uh, you know they say that uh, you know maybe some people who have a very good uh community following community following or something they will be allowed to come in and you know not just uh, this uh, uh press uh, register journalist in india but also certain Uh, youtubers or science communicators who are prominent enough will also be allowed to cover certain events or whatever and i hope they you know that will be like something that will happen by the gaganyan mission time so uh, it will be amazing you know i want to see this uh, instead of the boring isro uh, feed of uh, them talking about what is happening there i'd love to see this live footage on your uh, uh, on your channel live with you giving a, a whole live feed of uh, what is happening and uh, what is happening with the launch and then uh, working alongside that will be something to really look forward to yeah that will be a dream but problem is when i'm starting to think about this my brain just can't 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 handle so much i just can't think, don't think this can be done i don't know but i would love to do that but i don't think covering the launch at the launch site has a value versus covering the launch site remotely simply because the part of the exciting part is only during the launch and at the launch site that will go away very quickly it's like 30 40 seconds and you're done but i would love to watch i've never watched a rocket launch in person i want to watch like every lo- rockets one launch at least in person and but i would love to someday I mean NASA and all they invite those uh, they are countries uh, science communicators like Veritasium and all of those people I don't know if Isro will I don't know thinking about it makes it difficult to think because I just can't imagine Isro being so open difficult 
I'm hopeful, you know, like uh, I'm very hopeful about all of that. Uh, there's a lot of things that have changed in the past years. You know, uh, the time when I wanted to watch a lot of launches, uh, initially early days when I did had very little connections in ISRO, the struggles to get the pass to go watch the launch was huge. You had to know people inside Char who will get you that pass. You know, like uh, sometimes I used to go ahead in time to Char to know certain people through friends for them to meet me in person, you know, give that uh, ID and everything else to for them to get get it inside and get me the pass to go watch a launch. A lot of things have changed uh, today with we had to fight a huge battle to get the whole online registration going uh, for uh, watching the launch and, you know, getting the launch pass through online registration. It is it takes time, but. I think if you are persistent and you know you try to like build a community and have people tell this to people at ISRO from different points uh, and different points of influence, uh, you know you can definitely ha- make things happen. Yeah, uh, in this in this four years, to, if I take non-ISRO stuff, uh, all the science science institutes except ISRO space related, I have not seen a change in this attitude. To be honest, in these four years. I think the situation is only getting worse. You know, and many institutes, I mean, they literally treat you like beggars to give information. You have to repeatedly mail them, uh, somehow get their number, call them, then like, oh, don't call, don't call, mail me, then I'll reply to. It is really irritating. Israel in that case never, I, like, never communicated. But I think when it comes to public such things, yeah, definitely, I think that launch gallery is beautiful, what, what they have done. And hope they expand. And I think Sivan sir had promised Israel TV alongside the launch gallery as well. So I don't know when that will happen, but still looking forward to it and what they can bring to Israel TV. Their definition seems very different, you know, very classical public outreach. It's interesting, but nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, let's see. I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm always, you know, always hopeful because uh, I, being an entrepreneur, like you know, I have been on an entrepreneur for almost a decade now, and the only thing that you can be is uh, hopeful so that uh, things are looking better than what they look uh, today. And I think many people in India are definitely more and more hopeful, and I'm sure that you are as well. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing all of this uh, for so such a long time. Yeah, it. Yeah, see, good things take time. That is there. You know, you just have to keep doing what you do. Growth can occur anytime. Just keep doing what you do. Eventually, the things you want will happen. At least I hope. Because I've experienced this happening. And what about uh, the things that I learned on your uh, Discord server is also fascinating to see such uh, young people engage. You know, they are so committed to the whole community they are so great at uh, engaging in conversations uh, and such young people sometimes you know even for high school students uh, you know entering the server uh, having a conversation uh, and for me i think that is uh, fascinating because uh, i ca- i cannot imagine myself as a high school student doing what these people are doing today uh, right and they are so uh, already so well knowledgeable and so well studied and they know what they are trying to do and they're experimenting a lot and they're engaging with this whole community and i have to say that uh, you definitely have created a a community that is uh, quite strong in terms of uh, you know being able to find each other uh, who are also space enthusiastic it already already a very big thing 
yeah yeah i i think if if i'm not wrong less 20 or little more than that the audience percentage is less than 18 so a huge chunk of the audience is less than 18 i i did not know much about space at that age and i think today kids are really bright and they i think this whole age based thing does not even make sense you know that at this age you are supposed to learn this at this age you are supposed to learn the earlier you learn the better i feel so it's good to see a huge there was no community as such i think i think the subreddit was the biggest the best i think it's it's too good i feel that isro subreddit what they are doing is god's work <laughs> i think that's a lot of effort that goes into what those people are doing there and yeah i, I think those are one of those people i have to thank if if i have to thank one of those people today so it's a good thing we have a community because the bigger the community the bigger the voice uh, and slowly slowly but will be be as big as the us space community i think it's growing exponentially we'll also have a voice hmm so does uh, gs plan to enter the space industry himself <laughs> no <laughs> i think it's a very investment heavy and resource intensive industry It does not make sense to me can't <laughs> i think the people i think uh, the new space india community is probably the best uh, when it comes to people the, they are so receptive i think in this four years the best experience i had with communicating with people is the new space india uh, community rohan aves uh, shitech then uh, pavan and uh, who is that agnikuls uh, srinath i think all of these people were so receptive and so eager to share information and all think i think it's in good hands and i'm really looking forward to what these people do it's really interesting times for this country now this next few years i think that that's a niche again you know that will come up in the and something that uh, you're already trying to do with uh, you covering a lot of these uh, new space startups what will be very exciting is uh, you covering their technological progress if skyroot does uh, uh, you know demo of something of its upper stage or whatever it is right now they are covering it independently by themselves but i think there's a lot of room for you to partner with them in uh, you know like putting out their uh, development and covering it from a technological standpoint uh, for the public to understand what they are trying to achieve and uh, why you know the larger uh, public should support such initiatives and should encourage these startups so i think i think uh, that is one tip maybe that or one suggestion yeah i have already uh, done that for when skyroot showed off showed off their raman raman engine i made a video on it i asked pavan some details and so that has already started waiting for uh, activity increase by startups especially agnikul and uh, skyroot and bellatrix let's see i even a video from pixel is in the pipeline so many things are going on right now but limited i'm yeah, limited yeah, of course so i mean i think that will be very exciting because you know that may be uh, one of the ways in which uh, even isro could be convinced to open up to a larger extent because you know fast forward 2 years or 3 years from now if uh, these companies are all progressing quite well and you know they are doing a lot of this and they are doing a lot of outreach of their own 
developments in the in the in the public sphere using uh, several co- content creators and you know opening up their uh, technology goals and uh, demonstrations to a lot of the you know people who are specialized and have communities behind them then i'm sure that you know isro guys will go into thinking we should also uh, do some of this and i mean that could be one way that the system will also overhaul yeah i think we already saw that when skyroot showed off its uh, raman engine that thing blew up it went viral and i think after a few days some isro uh, web conference or something was there and everybody in the chat was spamming like see skyroot has done this why are not doing this and some student even asked uh, during one of those uh, what is that uh, in space conferences see skyroot did this this why you are not doing this that other person just ignored <laughs> they they were like yeah she just i think she misunderstood she understood something else but he clearly said look at skyroot they shared their progress it excited us students why don't you do that that will happen that will surely happen yeah i think uh, you know that is how uh, change occurs right it's so it's always you know very interesting how sometimes uh, change takes different ideas uh, and it will almost be always external and the pressure from coming from external sources will you know make things uh, change co- quite a bit if you don't find internal levers to to happen as well yeah 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 someday someday i want to talk to those people responsible i want to like talk to sivan sir and ask him why why this why that hopefully someday i don't know let's see maybe that might convince directly speaking to the people involved i, I hope yeah i mean of course you know it's uh, it's going to be an off the record conversation of course if uh, even if uh, you want to have that you know so yeah yeah definitely in, in that definitely. sense so but yeah i mean i would love to the next time i am in india of course uh, if if possible uh, or i mean if you are available of course then uh, i would love to introduce to some of the people who i at least know in the uh, you know isro headquarters or wherever it is uh, at least having been in the community for almost 10 years i do have some friends who may be helpful or who may provide you with uh, you know support internally voicing a lot of the issues and may try to help you like sort out a lot of the issues including you know copyright or some other things that might help uh, reach the community so that would be you know uh, interesting and i'll keep in touch with you on this and i can uh, at least try from my end of uh, putting you in touch with a few people who might be uh, who might have the uh possibility to you know do a certain few changes yeah and yeah i like basically just this should not become a public issue because i've seen isro people are very motherly fatherly figures i at least while interacting with them the way they behave and all it's so making this a public issue like just can't digest that fact you know those people are very nice and like nobody does bad because they want to do bad right even they have their own interest and they have to fit into the system so if this can be solved from a by talking to those people that will be the best thing it's, i think that will i hope isro does it i am okay with losing revenue but you know when isro already has a, a limited uh, reach internationally and such things will just like uh, remove whatever was left whatever little was left so that should not be done i think Isro deserves global coverage and it, they should get it not because of some greedy broadcaster in India 
So do you see more Garib scientists coming out? Uh, are there already people who we, uh, who you recommend that we watch or we follow or uh, people who are, you know, like you, who are independently coming up with very good and decent content, who are putting in the effort to communicate space-related, uh, uh, you know, science communication. Are you following uh, the space and what, were, what are your kind of uh, thoughts and recommendations? Yeah, unfortunately, no, I'm not seeing that. Uh, and the biggest problem I'm seeing among, among people is they start and they give up within six months. This the problem with this niche things is uh, these things take time, and even for me, even though I have what two point five lakh subscribers or whatever, thirty three percent of it is mostly tech people. They don't even watch zero videos, you know, from the Shakti and all all of that. They have come supercomputer videos and all. So audience is definitely small, but if you really want to do this, just keep doing it. Don't give up. Like I had 251 subscribers in my first year, 1000 in my second. It took time, but good things take time. Just don't give up. Uh, I'm seeing many people start their start their podcast, they start their channel. In some cases, a company. I know we have been discussing about this rocket companies that are blowing up, and they give up. They give up very fast. They give up very early. It's usually like four months, six months. You have to be consistent in this case. Even if you're putting it for out like a video per month, do it, but keep doing it. So I hope more come out. Definitely we are seeing a surge in uh, the number of educational channels that are coming out in India. And uh, traditionally it has always been the defense channels which are pretty big in India. Them covering space related stuff or science related stuff as a small section in their news or uh, something like that there's been no dedicated channels i'm i'm yet to find good ones who are consistent so at least a year of effort should be put in that's what i hope that's what i think i'll see i'll keep following the space what happens i mean i have my eyes on few but i'm watching them if they are continuing or giving up yeah, I mean, good luck to the entire community. I suppose you guys are really like doing a lot of things voluntarily and it's uh, amazing to see a lot of the, the progress in su as such. So I do hope that, you know, you find uh, a lot more support and there's a lot more people coming up as such. So what do you plan to do? I don't know, where do you see yourself, uh, you know, five years from now or something? Because of course the time that you may have today you may not have five years from now because you are doing this all on a voluntary basis on a basis of not having to commit to a lot of the other uh, things that you know you do after life progresses so do you have a, i don't know like a scaling up strategy that involves some other people working uh, with you or do you say okay this is good enough i will now stop doing it or you know do you have a, a plan to continuation yeah, I really don't know where I'm going after five years, but uh, continue this way. I don't think I'm getting married in the next five years at least. So next five years are okay. But after that, that could be a real challenge. The biggest part of this entire process is the animation part. Whether it is rendering, especially if it is 3D, even like say 10, 20 seconds can take four hours to render. And computer is useless basically at that point. You can't use it to do anything else. So if I could hire animators five years down the line, that will be the main thing. I think everything else I'll only do. I want to be as much vertically integrated as possible personally. 
do as much as possible from my side because that i think as much as you deny every channel every podcast it has a personality to it the person who hosts the podcast the person who voices for the videos he he adds the personality to the channel it's not like if you change just change the person you can do it if you have built the channel that way there are some channels that are built on multiple people where it's like uh, educational tutorials and all of that so i think in this four years i've built the channel on a personal level and i want to keep it that way i want to do as much as possible from my side but animations is something i could look into offloading because that keeps changing and i think that is that is one thing i could look i think that will reduce like 50% 60% of the effort itself research and scripting that is okay that can be done so last and uh, final question as such for you i guess is uh, how can people reach out to you what is the best way what uh, is you know what can what do you encourage people who uh, let's say want to contribute to you or you know maybe join your uh, subscription on youtube or so on that i would definitely recommend people to do already to support you but beyond that you know uh, what are ways people can get in touch and also maybe if they want to contribute to what you're trying to do what do you say yeah so as of now my effort is covering indian science the best thing they could do is give me information i think that is the biggest part i struggle with contacting the scientists talking to them that is such a headache like if i'm making a video i know i can contact a scientist it's a negative like my mind is like don't do it there's no point they won't reply because i have been rejected or ignored for this email so many times in india and i don't know man what is this i think many people refer it to as uh, intellectual elitism <laughs> that goes on in this institutes that it's very discouraging uh, to contact even think of contacting these people that first stage of the process is not happening all i want is information if somehow i could contact these people talk to these people cover their work because i love covering indian scientists that that is that is what i do getting to meet these people talking to these people is what i want to do you know it's not about money or whatever it's about information which is more difficult to get so if that can be done that will be the best thing and since i have limited time i can only give priority to certain things and certain subjects to make a video on so i think that if that changes man that will be a big thing i don't know when hopes so again thank you very much for uh, taking you know an hour uh, on a sunday to covering all of these topics i think uh, it's always nice to have a conversation with uh, you know people who are trying to do more and more in the indian space scene and indian science scene um, and of course you know i'll be keenly watching you supporting you as much as i can and uh, also urge all the new space india podcast listeners to go subscribe to karib scientist on youtube and join your community and uh, on on the discord uh, server as well so that we can all keep in touch and uh, scale all of this and uh thank you very much for uh, you know doing all the effort that you are putting in in making all of these very interactive and very informative uh, content out there and uh, you know good luck uh, with your future yeah thanks thanks to you as i said it's an honor to be here man i think this is a legendary podcast uh, when it comes to the indian space or even indian science scene i think this is the con- kind of content i like which is very unique which stands out which no one else is doing i think that is what i subscribe to that is that is what i aim to become do something which nobody else is doing 
think i love this podcast you already have so <laughs> yeah, so all right so thanks again yeah yeah thank you thank you for staying until the end the new space india podcast has recently started a patreon account in order to collect your support to produce a documentary that captures the pioneering work done by many of the generation of scientists during the sarabhai and the satish dhavan era we believe that this will overcome the gap that none of the institutions in india have gone on to create a documentary style space history project that captures both anecdotes and personal history of many of the pioneers of that generation please do check out the patreon account and do consider making a contribution that will help produce this documentary thank you for your contributions